0: Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we are a podcast that talks about beer and tasting beer. It is a podcast for adult beverages. We talk about adult beverages in detail and is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. And if you think you have a drinking problem, go to AA.org for more information.
1: How are you doing, Tobin? I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited about this episode we had a really great experience at the packing house brewery over in Riverside, we and did. uh twice I, twice Because <laughs> uh, we showed up on a Thursday, which is unusual for us, I right. uh, would normally go out on Fridays. It was a scheduling and, thing, yeah, yeah, and uh they had their eleventh anniversary on Saturday, yeah, it was Saturday, I think it was their eleventh
0: anniversary um and so they sort of had you know it was funny because on Thursday we had a bunch of regulars, and they were there kind of talking about it, and they were all going to be back on Saturday. And so they wanted to know if we were going to be back. And once I heard about one specific beer, I was like, yeah, I'm coming back because I want to taste that. And it was funny because they told us they were introducing three beers. And then they gave us two of the three beers while we were there on Thursday. But they didn't give us the third one. It was like, Joe, that's the one I really wanted. I think they must have known that.
1: Right. Psychically
0: knew that. So I have to I have to say
1: something. You know, when we first started doing this, we didn't have our two for brew shirts or any of our our stuff yet. Any of our swag. Right. And so we could be kind of anonymous when we walked in. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we pull out our paper and we start taking notes and stuff. And so people kind of checking us out, like, what are they doing over there? Yeah. Um, but now it's it's clear that we're there. And we tell people, you know, we're doing the podcast. Yeah, we're upfront about it. Uh, we are. And they were so kind to us, you know. Yeah.
0: They really I think they would have been kind of, anyway, but they certainly were yeah. concerned and engaging because they wanted to know, like, what are you saying? what are you saying about us? What do you think?
1: It, you know? it made me think, it made mm-hmm. me think, you know, we, we have to remember, I mean, a lot of these guys, these are, you know, small mom and pop businesses. They put a lot of money and resources into this. I mean, when you go yeah. and buy those bats and stuff to bake, make the beer, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on this and yeah. you certainly don't want to have somebody that you don't know, walk in your door and then, you know, say a bunch of terrible stuff about your beer and turn off a bunch of customers, you know? Right. And, um, and so yeah. they were really anxious to sort of see what we thought and, and I think, you know, sort of bending over backwards to make sure that we had a good experience, which right. I appreciated. And and I have to tell you, we had a really, really good experience. We both. I we think- really did.
0: And, and you know, I mean, to that end, too, like, when, you know, you and I are beer lovers. We're not going in to yeah. trash anybody. And nope. I think we've, we've tried to say, even if it's something that we didn't care for, that we didn't care for it. You might. And so we do our best to describe what it is and what it was like. Because other people might say that's exactly what I want and go there. Yep. You know, um, I mean, last week was a perfect example of that. There really wasn't a beer that we particularly cared for, uh, and people can go back and listen to last week's episode if they want to. Um, but uh, but you know, if you really like IPA type of beers, there was a, a variety there that that you could pick from and and enjoy it. And the facilities were nice. The people were friendly. It just yeah. you know it just wasn't.
1: It wasn't the liked. same vibe that we got at yeah. the Packing House this week, which, right. frankly, was was a home run. We've had a few home runs yeah. lately. I, I got to tell you, we've had some really great experiences. We really. I love that. I love that. There's so many good places in the Inland Empire, and mm. and the Packing House really knows what they're doing. Um, uh-huh. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Talk about beers, right. So, um,
0: well, two things. First of all, before we go into it too far, um, I did want to say uh, you did, you neglected to let everybody know where they can go. The Packing oh, yeah. House is at 6421 Central Avenue in Riverside, California. Uh, you can call them and check hours and stuff if you want it, 951-333-9261. That's the Packing House Brewery. Um, and they had said at a previous visit that they were talking about um, uh, opening up a— uh, location in downtown Riverside at some point as well. But right now this is where they're at. Uh, so it's out behind Riverside airport. So if you can come down central, if you get off the freeway, you kind of head West on central, uh, or you can get off at, um, I think I get off at Adams and take that till it dead ends into Magnolia and then jog over like a block and go around the end of the uh, airport so I can get behind it over there on, on central. Um, and yeah they're they're uh you know laid out they're very typical of a lot of breweries in that um, you sort of have access to the brewing area. Uh, I mean, they've kind of got it roped off but but you uh, they've got seating and stuff in the front and they've got a patio in the front, but most of the people are hanging out out back and they've got tables and things out there, so you kind of walk through their their brewing area, and in the back then they've got uh, picnic tables and all kinds of games and, and It's kind of cool because a lot of the games were clearly handmade and and uh, branded for them. Uh, yeah, they did
1: a good know. job on that. Yeah,
0: and they've got all the typical games of, you know, uh, Jenga and, uh, you know, uh, get the ring on the hook. And um, uh, and they've got a couple of cornhole setups out there that they're playing. And be careful, and there's some, the, there's and, some and, ringer cornhole players there. Yeah, and what's the latest
1: <laughs> game that we noticed, Todd, that we haven't yet played there?
0: Foosball. Uh, foosball. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had foosball. a foosball table on the other side that we just saw. Uh, this last visit and it was like, Oh, Hey, look, I didn't see that. Right. Um, we, we didn't get over there. Foosball. We didn't get over there and do that. But you know, next time we're there, we'll definitely go play some foosball yeah. and, and, uh, and go at it. And they're at, uh, packinghousebeer.com if you want to go to their website. Yeah. So, and they're, uh, also on Facebook. So, so they're, um, they're a, yeah.
1: they're a, 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 small to medium sized, you know, a brewery, mm-hmm. uh, but they had a good amount of beers on tap and, and we tried them all. Yeah. We tried. Yeah, I think we're, we're working they had uh,
0: 10. They had 10. Well, actually, it was nine beers and a seltzer. And so we tried. Yes. Um, was it 10 or eight? I'm sorry. It was eight, wasn't it? It was two flights of four.
1: So I think we had seven, seven beers and the seltzer, seven beers, and the and seltzer. Then, and then they and brought then they us, gave the, us the, two yeah. more. So we got nine and then we went back yeah. on Saturday and got beer number 10.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they introduced three new ones for it was sort of a uh, anniversary slash Oktoberfest party. And, uh, yes. and the place was hopping. It was a lot of fun. It was, um, uh, uh, we were there early in the afternoon and the place was already filling up and getting busy. I'm sure they had live music planned
1: for later in the evening. And, uh, they had a DJ I think the evening we was going to be, yeah, yeah, I think the evening was going to be a lot of fun. I think yeah. so
0: too. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, just worked out with our schedule that we were there earlier, but, uh, but anyway, so um, on Thursday, we started going through the flights, and the first one up was the Bell Tower Blonde. This is a, um, a blonde ale and uh, uh, very pale looking, um, but it was a really nice nose, very drinkable, refreshing. Had kind of a, a spidering of the, uh, of the head that had kind of dissipated a little bit by the time we got it out to the table. Um, kind of medium carbonation. Just a really nice, refreshing drink. Um, and yeah, I... Was I
1: <laughs> it pleased. was a great a great start and and yeah. I have been skeptical of some blondes mm-hmm. you know they they have a tendency to uh, have kind of an IPA feel to them and this one was just that perfect sweet spot for me um you know the the, the 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 smell was kind of that dry hop kind of smell it smelled like beer that's what i wrote it smells like beer Yeah,
0: you know? we and it the... just had
1: that really clean crisp flavor It was uh, just a great start, Um, Mm -hmm. and it it had a really distinctive flavor. It didn't taste like, you know, just blah beer. It was Mm -hmm. a good, interesting beer. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. I gave it a four, actually.
0: I I gave it a four as well. Um, To me, that was... uh really really yummy now you know i will say one thing about this too and this is just something to note they just recently put in a a digital pour system which Mm -hmm. puts their their recipes or not the recipes but their what's on tap up on the as a menu behind the bar and it shows you not only the prices and the abv and the ibu of each drink that they've got uh it also shows a uh image of a barrel and how much is in the barrel so you can tell if they're they're running getting ready to go low on something and you know sometimes they have the stuff that they can go back and and just tap another one some of these are are special or limited runs and so when that barrel's gone it's gone so um, which is nice to say I the the point being that it's it's nice to see that because um, you know if you find something you really like and you see the barrels almost gone you say hey can I have a couple of cans of that to go because it may not be there next time Um, I mean like every place they've got some standards but uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, the Beltar blonde for me was just a uh, uh, a real hit, uh, and I was real happy with that one. so
1: I agree. and the next the next one we went to was the Bunker Hill Lager, and I thought this was a really solid beard too. Now, this one was an mm-hmm. ABV of five point eight and an IBU of twenty. Mm-hmm. And I thought this one was a little more subtle, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and specifically on the on the nose, I, I caught like a little bit of a, like a, an apple kind of a sweetness to it mm-hmm. you know, a little fruity sweetness on the nose. Um, um, but it was a really sort of gentle flavor. Um, I liked it, but because I really loved that first one, I felt right. this one wasn't quite as distinctive. So I, I only gave it a three, but I have to tell you that if I had started with this one, yeah. uh, you know they were both really solid beers.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think they were really good. I gave this one a three and a half. To me, this one didn't have quite as much smell. You said you you got a sweetness to it. I didn't get that at all. But I felt like the drink had more body in it, like a little bit um, uh, richer taste to it somehow. And uh, um, but again, uh, just you know, a, a little bit a little bit finer carbonation than the um, Bell Tower Blonde did, at least how they yeah. had it tapped. Um, I thought they were both excellent and would have been happy to have you know more of either. Um, but yeah, three point five it wasn't quite as good as the as the blonde that we started with in in just you know hitting the right spot so, at the right time, right?
1: Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, there were a couple beers that I think had I had more of a conversation with the uh-huh. the the beer tender at the beginning, I might have changed the order that we drank them in right and, and one one in particular that we'll talk about later. That when we yeah. came back on Saturday, I made sure to have it first because I really felt like it lost right. something because of where it was in the progression.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, and in fact, I I know I will rethink my score based on the second day's tasting, just yeah, because, exactly. um, it, it, uh, you know, we, we drank a, a well, basically what it was is their corn cornholio, cornholio uh, corn lager, and it's a you know a a, a, uh, a lighter beer and we had it after uh, a Cream Stout and an IPA, and then we had that. And so we had two very uh, bold flavors followed by something that is a more subtle beer. It would have been much better off up front, but uh, let's not jump ahead too far. So um, next up – oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, the next beer was the one that that a lot of their patrons were purchasing. This is – yeah, one of their big sellers, clearly. Yeah, we talked to a lot of folks, and, oh, what are you drinking, what are you drinking? This is the beer a lot of people said. It's called the Nighthawk, and it's a pale ale.
0: Yeah, Nighthawk Pale Ale, and uh, and I think it's their most popular beer is what one of their uh, folks there had said. That's what they sell yeah, the yeah. most of. Um, and overall, I gave that one a three and a half, you know, for me. It, it has citrus smell with a slight IPA, but it was very slight. Um, and then when you tasted it, I felt like there was a little bit of a, of a bitter up front, but it then cleared quickly with a real clean finish. Um, I felt like it was moderate to strong carbonation, probably the most carbonated of the three we had had up to that point. Um, yeah. so mouthfeel was a little different, but, um, uh, you know, it was a very nice example of a pale ale, um, that wasn't over the top and in your face, but very drinkable. Again, I, you know, like I said, three and a half, I mean, I've, so far I've given them a four or three and a half and a three and a half on the beers we've had. And, uh, I've been, you know, I, at this point I was feeling pretty impressed with what I was tasting so far.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, this one, I, I sat with this one for a minute. Um I gave it a three and a half as well um, I thought that it had a little bit of an IPA sort of odor to it at the beginning but right. as I sat with that with that smell mm-hmm. I, I I kept trying to think what is it that I'm really smelling here and I went through a couple different things and i I want to say that there's kind of an almond or a nuttiness to it that 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 or maybe a hoppiness I'm not quite sure i, mm-hmm. I it, it wasn't it didn't kill you with that smell. Sometimes there's an IPA smell that just, like, knocks you back, and I'm not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really trying to figure this one out. Um, uh, I enjoyed this beer. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, it had a really right. nice start. Um, I felt like the finish for it was maybe a little bitter for me, um, but it didn't linger. And right. so I, I liked this beer. Like I so said, it was a three-and-a-half. Um, uh, I see why people go back for that one. It's yeah. a tasty beer.
0: Well, and that one is the, what was unique about that one was it was brewed with some rye. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just, uh, barley and hops. There was some rye in there, which gives it, I think that's that nuttiness that you were picking up yep. on that was in there. It gives it just a little bit of a different, um, uh, profile than, than, uh, most IPAs. Um, but again, I just, you know, the, the balance of the beer is what to me was, was impressive and, uh. And yeah, I mean, I we've said it, you know, many a time. Neither of us are huge pale ale type of fans. Yeah, um, it's not our favorite style. But a good pale ale's a good pale ale, and this is
1: so a good pale ale. We had a great opportunity at the end to talk with their brewmaster, we did. and uh, I'm going to tell you that rye—he's a master at what he's doing—and yeah. he uses rye in a couple of his beers that really get some interesting and good flavor. And uh, I'm like, that's your secret ingredient—it's rye. But uh, he, he does some stuff with different uh, – No, the secret uh,
0: ingredient is Scott.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. No, he really is uh, yeah. thoughtful and smart. And there mm-hmm. were a couple of beers that were very surprising. And I was really interested when we talked to him to find yeah. out that what he did was very different from what I was thinking because the flavor right. was just so interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he there was a brew that we talked about as uh, some spices too. And he, he kind of smiled and he went, there's no spices in it. It's all just yep. done with just with the hops. And so uh, it was like, yeah, well, you know, you know what you're doing, right? So, um, so next up was the Riley's Irish Red. Now, this is one of their classic beers yeah. uh, that predated their current brewmaster, whom we mentioned, um, but they continue to brew it and you work from that recipe. And you know, you and I are, are fans of Irish Reds, and yeah. you know this you know, there wasn't any real strong smell on the front end of this. It had a clean start with just a little bit of a, of a, of a burnt taste to it on the finish end. And I say burnt, I mean, that I don't mean that as a bad thing, but just the, the heavily roasted thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, I will say it's not my favorite red ever, but it was a very solid red still. And, uh, you know, I ended up giving it three and, um, yeah. you know, I just, again, incredibly drinkable beer there wasn't you know i there uh, everything we've talked about so far i would have another glass of you know
1: easily so yeah i gave this one a three and a half and i i i think that it it hit all the marks for me in terms of smell taste and finish but where it really shined i think is it had a really nice mouthfeel it was kind of mm-hmm. this soft kind of powdery mouthfeel it just i liked it you know um yeah. and so i gave it a little bit better a little three and a half um but, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a nice beer. They I think they do a decent job of it. Um, like that rich amber color. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they really nailed that. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, for me, uh, you know, a three is just a really good solid beer. And yeah. Um, and that's what this was. It was a good solid beer. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, uh, something I would say like it's it's the the best red I've ever had, but it's a dang good red. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I was very pleased with the drink.
1: Um, so the, the, the next two beers mm-hmm. were the two that really knocked my socks off and surprised the heck out of me because mm-hmm. they're beers that – and I, I'm going to just kind of have to stop saying that I'm not an IPA guy because uh, the last few places we've been, I've had some IPAs that I've really enjoyed and given quite yeah. high marks to, but I was really pleased and surprised mm-hmm. by some of these next couple beers. Yeah. Uh, the next one was the uh, Black Beauty Cream Stout. And it's a 5.1 ABV, a 20 IBU, mm-hmm. and it had a really nice uh, coffee scent. Um, it was a rich and creamy finish, uh, a nice dark beer with uh, foam that was dripping down the side after each sip, um, and it tasted rich. You know, uh, yeah. uh, there's some beers when you taste them, they you feel like you're drinking something that's expensive or special. Yeah, that was this beer.
0: Yeah, you definitely got the sense that the, the the creaminess of the drink, right? You saw it in the in the lingering uh foam that sat at the top of it. Um, you know, it had a a a malty roasted smell to it and uh uh, you know, a mild carbonation that that just made it very smooth. Um, you know, that that roasted start into a very clean finish. Um, so that you didn't have that like lingering burnt taste of a, of a dark beer, even though it was a very dark beer. And uh, yeah, I, I was impressed. And, and you know, we talked about the others up to this point, everything had been relatively light colored to medium, you know, amber. Yeah. I mean, With the exception of the red, which we mentioned was a red. Um, this is a very dark beer. Um, yeah, this this cream stout and I mean, it's exactly what you would expect from a cream stout in terms of the way you look at it and stuff. I gave it three and a half again. I just a really good drinkable beer. Um, you know, I think it could have easily been a four. I mean, it's just, you know, that's to me, that's
1: I gave making... it. I gave it a four and a half. I felt mm-hmm. for this particular genre of beer. I really thought they nailed it. I just yeah. I enjoyed it and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. These are beers that that yeah. I'll drink. And I always talk about them as a dessert beer and it's not something I necessarily would think of having like just a, right, having it on a, a standalone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have probably had this as a standalone. This was, this was a, a really nice beer. It was really well done. Yeah. Um, well, but some, the next one, some of those rich one, dark
0: beers, those rich dark beers, um, you know, you, you go and it's like, well, it's really good, but I can't see myself drinking a lot of that because it's, it's almost too filling, right? It's not like yeah. a, a, um, um, uh, You know, I don't want to say a light beer, but, you know, there there are some beers that you taste and they're refreshing and these and and the, uh, you know, a good cream stout is not a refreshing beer. It's a flavorful, filling, sort of like um, eating a bread loaf type of beer. Right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So
1: next up this and and this one was kind of like that. It was a bit of a bread loaf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean that in the best possible way. I mean, it
1: just there's nothing bad about this. So, yeah. So the next one was called New Beginnings, and it's mm-hmm. a double double IPA, 8% IBV. I think this yeah. was their highest alcohol. Yeah. One. Yeah, it was. And it's a, a double, 20, 25 <laughs> IPU. And I, I can't yeah. bring myself to give a beer a perfect five because I always think in my mind nothing's yeah. perfect. There's got to be something. And, right. and you got mad at me because I'm so splitting the hairs on this one. I gave it a four point seven five. Well, that's, that's what I said. We're
0: going score. to quarters now. I mean, come on. We, we, we right? do halves, and halves is sort of you know cheating a little <laughs> bit. I mean, we have a five point scale that's really a ten point scale because we do halves, or I at least just... a nine a nine and a half scale because you know we don't do a five and a half. But um, but yeah, this four point seven five. Oh come on, it's I... a five. You know it is. Okay, you call so it a five.
1: I... I'll call it a five. It, so first off, <laughs> the, the color of this one, right? It's yeah. it's lighter than I thought it was going to be, right? Uh, yeah. So it's got a nice golden color. Um, the scent was really sweet and hoppy, not the the, the IPA kind of attack on your nose. I, I liked right. it. I felt it was good. And the way the flavor rolled down my tongue, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, I don't quite know if I'm explaining this the right way, but you know your tongue has these different flavor receptacles, and you know, I think sweet's on the tip of your tongue, and sour's kind of on the back of your tongue. This one lit up my whole tongue and just kind of touched all of that in a really good way. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And so uh, uh, when I went back at the end for my big full pint, because we're, you know, we're just doing little tasters at this point, this is the beer I got. I got a double IPA for my full beer. That is – that's not me. But this beer was so so dang good. I had to do it, and, yeah, I, and I well. The like you were well. saying,
0: we might have to back off of the uh, um, the sense or the statement that we're not IPA guys because I think we both are IPA guys if they're good IPAs. And this was certainly this a good IPA, a really yeah. good one. I gave it a four, and I, you know, I I I liked it a lot. It was a incredibly drinkable IPA, and for me to say that, there's been especially a double IPA because yeah. most double IPAs. Um, I, I, I get the sense that there are some brew, breweries who create a double IPA in order to jack the alcohol content up because somebody wants to come in and, yeah. and drink something that's high in alcohol and, that, and they don't care what kind of flavor they have to put up with to get that and clearly that's not the case here they're saying no, everything we're going to do is going to be done with care and with taste in mind uh, You know, and a double IPA is going to be a stronger beer but uh, that doesn't mean that you um, you know you subsidize the idea of it's got to be a good and flavorful beer and a good representation of its style. And, yeah. uh, yeah, this was, this was a really good beer.
1: It really was. So mm-hmm. Todd, you got to talk about this next con next one, because we kind of teased it earlier and you were already right. Teased, yeah. So the so corn
0: worth- corn lager came after this cream stout and the double IPA, which quite frankly, we both realized while we were doing it, that this was in the wrong order and we should have moved it. Um, you know, because there wasn't, A lot of smell. Now, I'll also admit that as the winds start to kick up, I get congested, so it's hard for me to smell stuff. But I get a lot of that. had a sweet mid-tongue, but not a lot of character. It basically, to me, just came off as not having a lot of character. And a large part of that, I think, was due to the drinking in the order that we did. Because I I honestly gave this my lowest score of the day um, on site. But then when we came back on Saturday and tasted again... I would say I, I would give it a I would give it a three and a half. I, I gave it a two and a half the first time around and I think that was unfair to the beer just because of the order that we drank it in.
1: Yeah, and I'm with you. I gave it a three and a half mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe I would give it a four. I mean it was it was a really good representation, you know, and the difference is mm-hmm. is that they're using uh corn uh, right. um as the stock instead of the um yeah. uh, uh and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on what they normally use and instead of the uh, It's the hops. usually
0: barley and hops is all that's yeah. in there is barley and hops. Um, there are some places like, you know, a Budweiser puts rice in it so that, uh, uh, you know, they, they, there's and, – and he uses rye and a few things here at, at uh, yeah. Packing House. So you can use different grains in there, but he chose to use corn. And it's funny because in talking to him, he said that's a difficult one to brew just because corn, you know, clots everything up so much in terms of, of the grain itself. It's a large, thick, meaty grain. Um, so it requires some extra work um, on on his part to do that, you know, so, and, and to be fair, on the second drinking of it, I think we both got a much better picture of what that beer was. And it was it's yes. a, it was better than our first impression, which I th- like, I, you know, I'm patting us on the back here because we recognized when we were doing it. It's like, oh, that's too subtle of a beer to be drinking after, uh, you know, a cream stout and an
1: IPA. And and um, our brewmaster is is hard on himself because he didn't feel that this was his best batch of that type of beer. Right, you know, yeah, yeah, and so he he was like, kind of like, well, if you didn't like it, I understand. I felt yeah. like it didn't, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. That, so come he, back and he he drink explained. it again, neck You know, some yeah. down the road, you'll you'll like it more. Uh, and the <laughs> thing is, fighting. is when
0: we, yeah, well, I was going to say, the thing is, is when we got to taste it, you know, uh, independent of the previous, you know, much heavier flavored drink, um, it was quite a good beer, and so I was yeah. pleased with that. Um, now. We did get two other beers, a saison and a uh, Kona blonde, blonde coffee. But before we drank those, we did try the one seltzer that they had. It was a pumpkin seltzer. It was clear. It smelled sweet. Personally, I didn't taste any pumpkin. To me, it tasted more like um, like bubble gum or some chemically <laughs> flavor. I yeah. I was okay. I am not a seltzer person, um, yeah. and, and I mean, I don't go to a to a, a brew pub to to drink seltzer. Um, I didn't care for this at all.
1: So so you know. my wife at home drinks yeah. just the flavored waters. Right. And and this seemed to me to have that same flavor profile that I mm-hmm. think she normally drinks. And I could see her drinking this and yes it had some some alcohol in it 6%. Um but I could yeah. see her drinking this and enjoying it. But yeah, it for me it's, it's not my ticket. It's not my yeah. thing.
0: I didn't you know, I mean did you taste pumpkin? I didn't taste pumpkin. I, at I got all, a little bit me. of pumpkin. Did you okay, you, so
1: but but when you said bubblegum, that kind of fit with my smell. I think yeah. I smelled more bubble gummy. Yeah. I think flavor-wise I got a little pumpkin yeah. hit, but... and I
0: think that's just because it's basically, you know, carbonated sugar water and then yeah. they then they put, you know, essence of whatever fruit or whatever they're going to use as flavoring in it. And so what yeah. you're getting was the, you know, carbonated sugar water smell um, you know. So
1: the next, so, the next the next the yeah. next two beers though this
0: isn't this we'll, isn't two for seltzer so we'll move on <laughs> yeah the, the,
1: the next two beers though were the special part of the specialty brews that were supposed to be for saturday right. and they brought them out to us on the thursday and again you know they were really anxious to share what they were doing mm-hmm. uh, we, like so we had a chance to talk with their brewmaster and both of these were unique and delightful beers absolutely and, uh, the, the first one we had was the saison and Mm-hmm. Both of us after tasting it were asking the question, What's that spice? What's that yeah. spice? And yeah. there's a hint that of spice, spice in there.
0: You know, it was a very fine carbonation. There was again not a whole lot of smell, but I'm gonna say maybe my nose was having issues. A very golden amber color to it. Um, you know, but a nice clean finish, a Saison finish, which is a, a unique um you know, there's a unique uh taste there. um yeah. and I think it's it's uh from the um uh the um, yeasts that are used on it. But uh, uh, but we both felt like there was a hint of spice, and that's when they kind of smiled at us and went, no, no spice in there. It's all yeah. just barley hops and water,
1: Yeah, yeast. Well, and and the the secret ingredient, rye. And it had to do when, with when he added it in the process too is how he got that flavor. And, uh, you know, he was explaining this to us, and I'm just like shaking my head because it, he made a really good beer – and i would have never guessed that 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 it was the rye that added that extra spice to it and are you sure the there was process. rye in the
0: saison i thought it was in the other other beer i didn't think there was no i one.
1: think i think it was in this okay. one well he okay. can correct
0: us if he uh if we got it wrong <laughs> right I, yeah that wasn't my recollection well, but i didn't write it down so if you wrote it down well
1: and it, we are intending uh, and and we'll yeah. probably hopefully have an add on to this episode which we've done before we we'll, we we'll mm-hmm. hopefully get a sit down interview with him because we really enjoy talking to him about his process and i think it helps yeah. our listeners Especially if you're like a home brewer, you know, to kind of – to talk to somebody who does this professionally and understand sort of their thought process and how they get the flavors that they get, you know? Yeah. Mm Hmm. But yeah, this one was very interesting. It was very distinct. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um, Could not for the life of me figure out that spice, and and I'm pretty sure this is the one he said was the rye, but –
0: yeah, and, and it, it may have been. I just that wasn't my recollection, but yeah. uh but it's possible. And just reading about um you know, songs, they um uh they actually do have uh some brewers will put like orange zest or coriander or ginger in there and ginger's what I thought I kinda got a sense of. Yeah. Um but that'll sometimes come through in the fermentation of it. Um they said that some recipes also use some wheat in it. So, you know, there's a lot of, of um uh, and, and obviously, most brewers aren't going to give you their secret, you know, recipe. Yeah. They'll talk a little bit about what they do and what goes in there. You know, they they might talk around it without actually telling it, telling you out uh, up front, right? Because there's a certain yeah. amount of pride in in figuring out how to do it on their own. And, well, you know, more I, power I, uh, to them.
1: I think we we were at uh, Thompson's Brewing a few episodes back and had a saison that had a really mm-hmm. distinct spice to it as well. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a definitely a spicier beer. Mm-hmm typically
0: saison is french for season by the way
1: yeah um, so the, the next beer todd was your wheelhouse this was this was your 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 vibe so tell our listeners so, about this one.
0: um well i'm not sure i would characterize it as my wheelhouse or my vibe but it was certainly um uh using something that i like in a separate in a different context this was a kona blonde coffee now usually when you hear that you expect it to be a dark beer this was not particularly dark beer it was kind of Ooh. a middle mid-range beer in terms of coloration it wasn't um you know i'd say mid amber is what it was but when you smelled it you immediately smelled, smelled the kona coffee and now ever since we took a trip you know uh, we and our wives went to hawaii a couple years back we were in kona and we went and visited one of the coffee plantations and a roasting house there it was a on the plantation, and uh, I bought some coffee that I brought home for my daughters and for me, and just fell in love with that Kona coffee. It just tastes so good, and uh, since then I have ordered it from the same place, from the same um, uh, plantation, and have them ship it to me. And you know, I'm I'm not one of those people in coffee who's like I'm going to use the French press or I'm going to do the pour over. I'm going to yeah. I I use my Keurig. But I do have a uh, a refillable Keurig K cup thing, and so I put my own coffee in there, and I use the Kona coffee in that, and I love it. And as soon as I smelled this, my mind immediately went to my coffee because that was not just coffee; it was Kona coffee, and it was yeah. clear to me that that was the smell that I was getting because I know that smell. I I I you know that smell is a friend of mine, <laughs> and and you sir are not a Kona
1: coffee but this was a Kona coffee beer absolutely um, so, so yeah the thing about this Kona coffee and, and when we were there on the island in Hawaii and went to this this uh, mm-hmm. Kona plantation where they were growing the beans and talking about the beans mm-hmm. um, there really are different levels of of clarity and roasting and and it's a whole other thing we've mm-hmm. even joked about you know maybe doing a, a two for brew episode that's just about uh, coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but two for um, beans two for beans. Uh, but, but Kona is really distinct, and there's a very sort of um, clean sort of smell and flavor. And right. I have to say that, that, that this beer captured that so magnificently. Um, and, and, you know, but we still
0: had, being a beer. That was the great yeah. thing, is that you never thought yeah. like, oh, I'm drinking some weird kind of coffee drink. You were drinking a coffee-infused beer, and it was one of the best blends of those two I've I, ever seen in my life.
1: Yes, I thought yeah. I, I thought it was spectacular the way they did that. Yeah. And um uh it just it really was a unique and interesting yeah. beer. I gave it a four. Um yeah. I thought it was just as uh, did
0: I. I um, gave it a four as well. Um, you know, we didn't talk I don't think we gave the scores on the Saison, did we? We just uh, kinda went of oh, right into the cone. I gave it um, a four
1: as well. <laughs> I did too. So I
0: had two fours in a row. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I just was like, Wow. Wow, wow. So um I will say, uh, you know, that, and those were the beers we had on Thursday. We have one more beer to talk about that we had on Saturday. But but before we do that, on a Thursday, you know, on Fridays, they usually have a food truck or a food um, vendor there in in some format. And we've had some uh, amazing wood-fired pizza at a previous trip. And uh, on Saturday, we'll talk about it in a minute, uh, we had uh, basically a smash burger that was shockingly good, and shocking. (laughs) We'll share that. (laughs) But on Thursday, they do have uh, hot dogs. And you know what? They were pretty good hot dogs. You know, it wasn't, I mean, they were, you know, just basic dog, but you know what? It, it was good beer food and it worked well with it. You know, the basic setup is they've got picnic tables and stuff and some drop leaf tables. They've got chairs with backs on them. And then they've got uh, bar stools and stuff up front and higher stools
1: um, and tables. But uh and I'll say, too, that when we were there on Thursday, the people, mm-hmm. just the, their patrons, are very friendly. Yeah. And a group of them that were there were meeting up for a friend's birthday, and they were mm-hmm. all clearly regulars. And um, they offered uh, – they had food there for the birthday, and they offered to feed us as well. So. Yeah,
0: we had already gotten our hot dogs, but uh, but they had some uh, corned beef and cabbage, and I guess that's what the birthday boy liked. And uh, Yes. Uh, and I can, you know, I can go for corned beef and cabbage. It's not something my wife likes, so when I get a chance to
1: have it – um, right. I don't usually say no, except that I'd already eaten, but, uh, so, so yeah. Saturday though, the food that you had Todd, and I say you had, cause I, I had a burger mm. too. It was, yeah, we both... back, it was called back to the burger and they yeah. have an Instagram. It's Instagram back to the burger. Um, and, uh, you can call Ruben at 909-254-1229, uh, for back to the burger. And they made a really good burger. Um, it was and a very smell? good burger. Yeah. Oh, my but, gosh. We were sitting there just breathing it in. Right? Yeah. Well, they yeah. were
0: they had uh, cooked up some bacon and and uh, sauteed a bunch of onions oh. and they had a pile of onions that was like, you know, 15 inches across and six inches high that they were working on because they knew there was a lot of people coming. So they, yep. you know, get the, do the prep work. Right. And you smell that all starting to grill. And I it was funny because everybody was just kind of sitting around. I looked over and said, I'm going to just go see, you know. So I walked over and said, are you guys still prepping or are ready for orders? And they went, no, we'll take orders. By the time I had made my order and walked back and sat down, there was like 15 people in line. <laughs> right. Because they were like, started. oh,
1: they're open. Nobody knew that. And they saw me standing now, over there. You you, you ordered the um, shocking and exciting special cheese. Yeah, on your
0: I made an error in ordering. and And I say an error. It was really, really good. So I don't know that it was really an error, but it was... Um I ordered their double pa- double burger uh with everything on it with bacon and instead of American cheese I you, they also had a uh, cotija cheese but they also had ghost pepper cheese and I like things spicy so I said yeah let's go with that ghost pepper cheese That ghost pepper cheese was like uh greasy fire um yeah. it lit me up um and it was funny because we had said we were going to each have a, a glass and or was it a glass or two and be get done, and yeah. I got back to the table and started eating on this burger and I had about a half a glass of beer and I figured okay that's yeah I had to go get more beer because yeah I could there was no way I was going to be able to drink that without having or eat that without having some more liquid because that thing lit me up. In fact, you you describe what you saw in my your, face as I was your music. face
1: your <laughs> face physically changed. You got bright red. Your nose kind of swelled up, and, and you had these three little spots on your nose that kind of turned, like, purple. Yeah. Like, I just really, like, a deep purple, and... The Massive blood point.
0: flow to the face because my <laughs> mouth was on fire. So, he... Uh, you got a little piece of cheese off the edge of my sandwich, about the size of a dime, and then you had about maybe an eighth of that. You took a tiny, tiny little, little bite. Bit. And, uh, yeah, and lit you up.
1: <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm done. That's yeah, enough.
0: Not doing any so of that. When I yeah. went and
1: bought a when, when I went and bought a burger for my for myself, I just got it with the regular cheese, no yeah. death cheese. I wasn't trying to kill myself. Oh, Todd, it was a cry for help. I know. I saw. I saw your your meal for what it was. It was a cry for help. I'll tell you what. I ate it all.
0: It was good, despite the the fact that my head literally felt like it was. I mean I literally felt a little lightheaded. <laughs> I was like it was like yeah. wow that is hot. Um right. and uh, and and then Sunday uh evening I sent you a text going um let's see uh uh, uh ghost pepper cheese is kicking in but what a way to go. <laughs> uh, what a way to go. Yeah. That's and right. uh yeah suicide by cheese. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said I am pretty acclimated to hot stuff that was probably yeah. one of the hottest things i've ever eaten in terms of spice although it was funny too because it's funny i i, I eat really really spicy food without much trouble usually this was an exception um yeah. but i'm really really sensitive to like actual temperature of the the stuff so i had to let the burger cool down a minute because it had just come off the grill and it was like that's too hot for my mouth not that it was too spicy it was yes. just, <laughs> which
1: was just Ridiculous, funny, I funny, know. Funny. You know, because i but I've so always been sensing. Reason... My wife
0: says I eat everything lukewarm, and it's like, well, you know, works for me. Well,
1: the the real reason, like we needed a real reason to go yeah. back on Saturday, was that we didn't get the one last beer of their special release beers. Yeah. And this one we were both looking forward to. They called it their Oktoberfest. Yeah. and it's a German Schwarzbier.
0: Yeah, Schwartz beer, for um, those who don't know, is a dark lager and originated in Germany. It's usually around 5 ABV, so it's not a real strong beer. But what's nice about it is, in fact, it looks a lot like a stout. It's got very dark color, but it typically has a very low bitterness and low hop aroma, so you don't get that sort of um, skunky nose that you would get from something that was real hoppy, uh, and you don't get the bitterness. Um, They're made with a cool fermentation method, which is typical of lagers, right? And they use uh, a lager uh, yeast in it. So it's just, it's a different, uh, it, it's not what you expect with dark beers. Cause when you see dark beers, you tend to want to go, Oh, that's, that's a stout or that's, you know, something that's, yeah. you know, very heavy. Um, and it generally as dark as it is, doesn't taste particularly heavy. Um, and I've got to say, it's one of my favorite styles of beer. Um, I'm real yeah. fond of the Marzens, which are like your Oktoberfest beers. Um, but the Schwartz beer is also a really great Oktoberfest beer. And it reminded me very much of a place that's near and dear to our heart. We, um, at different times, I actually was training in a suburb of Boston at one point in time in my professional life and found a place downtown called Jacob Wirth's. And it was a, an old German restaurant that served great German food. It had a hand-carved bar in it and you know dark wood inside it was and it was the second oldest continuously continuously operating restaurant in in Boston um and they served a dark beer that was stunning i talked about it so much that when you and our dad were actually on a trip going back i think you were looking for colleges
1: right yeah yeah you guys went there and what was your experience it was fantastic uh, jacob worths uh, knocked our socks off yeah. and <clears throat> when you have a, a, a beer memory or a drink memory like that that is so profound mm-hmm. that you find yourself like searching out you know that similar right. experience it, it's it's kind of a cool thing and i have to say the packing house really delivered i thought we got a really mm-hmm. good beer with their Oktoberfest schwartz beer and yeah. you you bought the four pack and then you were kind enough to break I one, gave off one of them I mean, to you
0: and it's funny i'm driving home going why did i give him one of those beers man I gave him <laughs> one of my beers. Oh no, I've only got three left. Um, literally, uh, the, you know, we were talking about, you know, you, we were joking about you giving the double IPA a five. I'm giving this my first five. This was wow. to me, it, it not only I mean, and 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 it's. Uh, I'll admit that part of it is it's it's a style that I really like, but it was yeah. just a really well done example of it. You know, it was a, a, a you know referred to as a block a, a black beer in English, Schwarz beer in German, uh, yes. or Schwarzbier. Um, and it, um, uh, you know, it, it took me back to those memories of Jacob worths, by the way, if anybody happens to be traveling in Boston, don't bother looking for Jacob worths. Unfortunately, um, they were having financial issues and then the building caught fire. The building is still there because it's an, it's a, a landmark. So the building is there on the outside, but the inside was burnt. And I don't know if anything else has been put in there, but as far as I know, the business the the was there the, the uh, Jacob Worth's restaurant is no longer So, so 2018 sad. They went away um, I'm, You know it's one of those things you say I'm, I'm fortunate to have known him um, yeah. You know I'm glad we got the experience there And we got to share that experience over, over A period of years uh, You know because we went there at different times But um, yeah unfortunately Jacob Worth's is gone But let me tell you If you want a dark beer that is Outstanding it's a limited Run Go get the Schwartz beer at uh, at a Packing House, it it um, it just to me that was the I it it made coming back on Saturday and it felt a little weird coming back. To, you know, we typically go to one place a week and you know, and then we go back to some of the places that we know we like on occasion. But since we're doing these reviews weekly, we don't tend to go back to places you know a couple of days apart unless we're yeah. going in to do an interview with somebody. Um, boy, this was a good beer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just really liked it. And, and and it's a nice place, and the, and the owners are great. The, the people mm-hmm. who work there are great. Very friendly environment. Yeah. Uh, we've had fun each time we went. Uh, we yeah. had gone there before we started doing the, the podcast, and so we had it on our list of places we wanted to get back to. Yep, and I'm really glad mm-hmm. we got back there this week, and the fact that it just worked out that they had their 11th anniversary on Saturday. Yeah, and that's really the reason we came up.
0: back. But you know, to, yeah. to you know, kind of help them celebrate their anniversary because you know, like we said, we like beer, we want to support people who make good beers, and these guys make good beers, and uh, they do. And so it was fun to go back and visit, and that Schwartz beer was great. I hope that they put that on their regular rotation, and it's just going to be there because I really enjoyed it, um, and so hopefully it'll it'll be back. And, and be there longer than, right. than just the short run, but uh, but if not, go get some. So right. uh,
1: well, and, and one of the conversations that we had with their their brewmaster, you know, the, when they brew this stuff, there's a, there's a cost of all of the various ingredients and all this, and mm-hmm. you know, you really have to be sort of thoughtful about what's going to sell and what's not.
0: Yeah, when and, you're running a business, you got to be aware of what you know how, how much it costs to make this, how much can we sell it for, and are people going to buy it? We can't have it just sitting there tapped for weeks. Right.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. If I know so, that, if
0: I know the Shakespeare's there, I'll go back and drink it for him. <laughs>
1: right. Well, and and I hope yeah. I, you know we were talking about their website. I'm hoping that their website will soon be linked to their new uh, uh, menu board. Yeah. Where you can actually go online and see what's digital on tap, what's on tap right now, how much. Yeah. Is is there? You know, and that I think that'll help to get some traffic as well. Yeah. This is the, the second beers, place that we've line, been
0: to now that has the digital pour system um yep. and so you can kind of see what's there what's like like you said it allows that data to be shared onto web pages and things like that so so i hope that they tie that stuff in so hope so um, too anyway um that was our trip to uh packing house brewery um you know it's uh it's uh you know they they seem to be good people and they they certainly make some good beers so um I, you know i recommend giving it a, a try and uh hope that you do have a similar experience because, uh, you know, they're good folks.
1: Well, thank you for listening. And uh, remember, this is an adult show. And uh, That's right. Podcast discusses
0: adult beverages in detail. It is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. And if you think you have a drinking problem, go to AA.org for more information. And we mean that seriously. I say it sort of like, you know, as I'm rambling it off in radio voice. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, We have a target audience. That's who this is for. We hope you enjoy that. We've got some things planned, by the way. I went into a little bit about what goes into a Schwartz beer. And so we're going to try to do that as sort of a regular thing, is talk about a style of beer each week when we do this. And then we're also talking about maybe doing a couple special editions of the show where we just do that. We'll spend one talking about lagers and another talking about ales. Um, So if you... Uh, Have any ideas, reach out. Um, Tobin, you're on Facebook, and people can reach you there. So
1: I also just created Mm -hmm. a Two for Brew Facebook (gasps) group. It happened. And so it happened. It happened. And uh, uh, so we're growing that. So you know, check out our group on Facebook. It's got an individual link for each individual podcast, um, as well as some other beer-related content. And the idea behind the Facebook group is really to create that community. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we really want is to get feedback from you all. You know, if if there's a place that you go to that you want us to check out, or if you've been to one of the places that we've been to and you have your comments and you want to say, hey, I like this or I didn't like that, you know, tell us a place you like so
0: we can go there and explain to you
1: why you have no taste. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, it's what makes what makes what we do fun is that we're doing it together and we want to broaden that community. We both have lots of friends that uh, uh, like to go out and drink as well. And and so we're we're looking to broaden that and really just sort of give people a forum to to talk about what we like to do.
0: Yeah, see what these these uh, you know small businesses are doing in your area. Um, there's some some people out there really making some great product, and uh, and you can enjoy it. And if you want to download the PDF of our rating sheet, feel free to do that. And take it along so you can score along and see what you think. Exactly. So, all right. Hey. One other idea we have, and you guys can maybe respond online, is that we're talking about doing a podcast where we will collect uh, beers from a variety of different breweries of a single style, and then we'll have uh, it sit down and and taste that. And what we'll do is we'll announce or we'll put in the podcast what those are, so before you listen to it, you can go get those yourself if, if you would like, and that way you can taste them as we're going. So you can share in the experience. So I think that would be a fun way to do some things. So um, we've got that planned and uh, and we'll be doing that in the not too distant future. So keep listening. Subscribe. Uh, Please score score the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts. please give us a five star rating. Um, Even if you think we're worth three, give us five. We're nice guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it too for brew. To do for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it too for brew.